Praise God. Greet you this morning in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Wonderful time of worship and wonderful and a great time to be with the saints. Praise the Lord. Are you thankful today for the family of God? Amen. But most of all, we're thankful for salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that we can come together in the house of God. We thank you, Lord, for loving us and for giving us hope and strength and eternal life. Glory to God. Father, we thank you today for your word and your spirit. Father, we ask today that you would continue to be with us through this service. You would bless us with your presence, your power, your glory, your righteousness. We thank you, Lord God, that you're a holy God, you're a just God and a righteous God. That you always were and you always will be. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for being on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Glory, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you today that you would keep us in your care and, Father God, that the Holy Spirit would go forth and have His free will in this place. Father, that Your anointing would come down from heaven and fill this place, fill our hearts and our minds and our souls. And today, Lord God, everything that comes to pass would bring glory to Your name. Father, we give You praise. We worship You. We love You. We bless Your holy name. I pray today, Lord, that I come against any spirit that is not of you, that it must leave and it cannot be here in Jesus' name. And we pray, Father, that you will, Father God, once again have your way. And Lord, today as we speak the things of God, as we hear again from the throne room of God, Father, that we would be blessed, we would be challenged, we would be changed according to your word and your spirit. Father, be with us now. Keep us safe in your care. And we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. This morning I want to share on love. That's the message that God gave us for today is love. What comes to our hearts and our minds when we think of love? Let's read in, John, in 1 John chapter 4. We'll read the whole chapter. He said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of any Christ, whereof ye have heard that it should come. Even now already is it in the world. John wrote this way back then. And he said, the spirit of the Antichrist was already in this world. Ye are of God, little children, have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than that he that is in the world. Praise God for that. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another. Look what he said. He said, for God. What does he say? For 
He said, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? Because for God is love. That is our key verse. He said in this, in verse 9, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And He sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God dwelleth in Him, and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him, because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that, we, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Talking about love has asked a little bit ago, what do you think of when it comes to your mind when you think of love? You know, we use love kind of in a broad term these days. I love pie. I love my wife. I mean, how is that all making sense? You really stop and think. So we love the pie as we love our spouse? Sounds like a problem. It's just the way we word things, isn't it? But that's really how it goes today. I love my dog. I love my truck. It just doesn't sound right. What we're really saying is we like it. But if you think about it, that's kind of how it went in, in the, I don't know how long it has been this way. But it's been this way as long as I remember, especially after I got born again. Before I was born again, love, the word love, we didn't use very much. I was thinking about that the other day. The word love was very little mentioned. But now we love, we love one another. We're not afraid to tell our brother, our sister, our spouse our children, our parents, we're not afraid to tell them. We love them. But before I was born again, in that culture, we did not. Love was a, a word that was very, very seldomly used. So we look at this, what, what John is writing here in verse 8. He said, he that loveth not knoweth not God. And he gave the reason why. He said, for God is love. So as we think of God is love, so do we think because, you know, the world we live in today, like I put on the board, I put on the world store, and I put on Jesus' store. And later we'll get to that. But today the world calls love something different than the saints of God must call love. You notice how I worded that? 
Because sometimes the saints of God, the so-called Christian people, get wrapped up in the world-type love. And that is what God's love is not the worldly love. Just because God is love does not eliminate His holiness, His righteousness. Or His perfect justice. It doesn't eliminate that. Have you thought of if God is love, He must have always been love. So who and who did He love before time? Because God always was. Have you thought about that? That's actually another... Uh, I was thinking about that yesterday morning when I was meditating on this. And you could go and, and talk a lot about that, but I want to I move on from there. But I want to share what, who did God love? The Trinity. They were, but yet they're one. So God loved Jesus, God loved the Holy Spirit. His love, we know the holiness of God is loving. We know that. We know the righteousness of God is loving. We know the justice of God is loving. Why is it? God is a holy God. And a holy God, He always loves. Even though man may think it's, it hurts. Take an example. So why do parents discipline the child? Because you hate them? No, you love them. That is why. That's why we discipline our children. We love them. Love may not always look like it would be love in the sight right away or may not even feel like that. But that's what God is saying. He is love. So if we think about God being love, that is what I want to talk about today. It's like when we become part of God's family, when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we become part of a love fest. Because that is what God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, are all about that. But remember, I've heard this many times from so-called Christian people. They say, well, God is love, so He doesn't rebuke nobody. You shouldn't tell somebody they're living in sin. You've got to love them no matter if they're sinning or not. Yeah, we need to love them, but do not love the sin. See, that's the worldly. You know why that is. I'll tell you why that's going on like that. That is because these people, when they go, when they go to get something, like you and I, what do we do when we're hungry, when our soul is thirsty, when our hunger is for the righteousness of God? We go to the store that Jesus has. We come right here. We fill up. He's always, this store never drains. This store is never empty. It's always full. But what's happening with these people that say you cannot rebuke somebody that's in sin. You cannot remind them. You're judging them. You know why? They're coming to the world store of love. That's what they're doing. They're getting their love right here. Can I have an amen? That's the difference, brothers and sisters. That's why it's a confusion today. The devil says he loves too. But his love is different than God's love. Remember, the devil is not love. God is love. The capital G-O-D. He is love. Jesus Christ, He is love. The world also offers love, but it's not the same. It's a corrupt love. The world, the way the world tells you to love is say, if it feels good, do it. 
If people are offended, that's their problem. It's your problem. If you don't love according to God's love, if you don't come and get love from the store that God has, from Jesus Christ, you're going to get it from here, and you're going to be confused. And that is why Christian people become part of the sins of the world today. Because they are getting love from the wrong store. Yeah, they're getting love from the wrong place. Because they're lacking something. So what do they find? Some things I would like the church to be involved today is put some things in this store over here. And you must use the, the red or some different color. Use the red for that one. Some things that you might get when you go to the, 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 the world store for love. What, what some things might be that you would get there. Because there's so many things and that is what as I was studying, this week I, was, I had a week of prayer. I actually told my wife the other night, I said, I didn't really know you could pray that much. Just continue on in prayer. But God knows. He's good. So as I was praying for the last month, I said, Lord, what could it be? I said, something. What is it that something that the church of Jesus Christ could make a great impact in this world, and in the church, what would it be? I said, I, would, I have a desire to be part of that. You know, you hear, of, uh, you hear of revivals, you hear of this, you hear of a great meeting somewhere, but there's no impact. I shouldn't say no impact, you don't see. So if there's a true revival, why doesn't it make an impact where we're experiencing, we're hearing testimonies. People are coming by. They say, oh, yeah, we heard. We were there. We this and we that. And God did everything. Why aren't we, why aren't we hearing and seeing that? And I said, Lord, show us something. There must be some ingredient that we're kind of missing. We might have it, but we might be missing the powerful point of it. And I believe this is it. Yesterday when I was sitting there, I was reading and I was studying, I was praying. God said, this is it. People are not getting what the real love is. They're missing it because everything is love. Remember, we love pie. We love our dog. See that? You don't know what stickers they even have on the back of a car? Remember? Remember? One of the main ones was like family, mom and dad and maybe a few children. Now they have mom and dad and a couple pets. Yeah, counterfeit fulfillment. I love that. Somebody wrote on there, counterfeit fulfillment. See, something that feels right. Remember what Proverbs says? There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. That is because they got their food from the world's store. They didn't go to the store that Jesus had. They come over here. That is where you trust my, trust me, trust God's word. There's a day coming. There's so many. These Christian people, brothers and sisters, need to repent. That's the problem. People need to repent. They hear the truth. They read the truth. But they're coming over here to fulfill. They get the counterfeit. They come to the world's store. Worldly wisdom. Just because they have the wisdom of the world, they think they're the smartest people around. And they might a little bit be. 
But the worldly wisdom is not going to take you to heaven. See that? The worldly wisdom is not what God is. God is love, brothers and sisters. Let's not forget that. People think that because God is love, he allows anything. You know why God sent his son? To change us, to help us in our fallen nature. That's why he sent his son, so we can be redeemed. He didn't send his son, so he comes and, and, and he, he slightly cleanses us and we say, oh, I got born again. I'm a Christian. And nobody even notices, not even ourselves. We don't even make a change after that. Lord, help us. That could be blasphemy. That is not of God. Yeah, people are saying, oh, no, God allows anything. Love, love, love. I actually caught myself thinking about that. When God gave me the message, I said, Lord, this is a dangerous message. I said, people, all they want to hear is love, love, love. He said, no, the real love, the real love, God is love. Anything, they think anything goes. No, real love is like God's love. You know what God's love is like? It comes with a standard. It's the word of God. God's love has a standard with it. Can I have an amen? God's love has a standard. Praise God. But remember, when we become part of God's family, we're in a love fest. Doesn't that sound great? I don't even think it just sounds great. It is great. Because I serve a loving God. He loves me so much. He loves us so much that even when he sees us going wrong, he comes and he nudges us and says, come on, come on, son. Remember? He reminds us. He chastises us. He loves us. He don't want us to go wrong. He don't want us to come to the end of the dead end road where there's hell. He don't want us to go there. Today, it's so much what goes on is there's so much love shared without truth. And so much truth is shared without love. That's the problem right there. Truth without love and love without truth. You know what it becomes? I was looking at some things. Love without truth, it becomes an emotional sentimentalism. That's really what it comes, how it becomes. It's just an emotional nonsense kind of thing. And truth without love, it's like cold orthodox. That's really what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't amount to nothing. Remember, that is why churches allow sin. That's why they allow those things. That is ungodliness because love, love, remember, love. No, speak the truth with love, amen? Like he said in Romans 13 and verse 10, he said, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. He said, Love is the fulfilling of the law. It's obedient to God's word, amen? That's what he is. You know, you can't preach your way into love. You can't speak your way into love. You can't sing your way into love. You know what I mean by that? Maybe you're, not, maybe you're not born again. makes me think of 1 Corinthians 13. Maybe we'll go there and read some. Maybe you're not born again, but you're just a great person, a great personality. You have great gifts. You can have the greatest gift in this whole world. Remember what 1 Corinthians says? If there's no love, we'll go and read it. Like a brass it's like a brass can. We could say that when you dig it, it's just empty, nothing there. 
like a sounding symbol that is just nothing. It's nothing there. You can't, you can't talk your way into love. You can even look. You can look right, but you can't look your way into love. You can't act your way into love. Remember that. If love is missing, it means nothing. I want to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Praise God that He is love. Amen. Amen. God is love. He's amazing. He said in verse 1 in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity. That's what he's saying. I am become a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Look at that. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove the mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Can you imagine? Say you would give a, a million dollars to a charity. Say you'd donate that to some cost. It'd be a great cost. Everybody would find out. You have donated million dollars. Ooh, boy, that's amazing. Did you hear about that? I mean, everybody would talk about that. He must be quite a man. But, you know, if it wasn't by love of God, it means nothing. You'll have a great name. It means nothing. The day of judgment, God won't say, oh, come on, that good and faithful servant. He won't say that. He goes, I don't even know you. What were you doing all this time? See that? Love. Brothers and sisters, love is an important ingredient in this life. Why? Because God is love. Look what he said. He said, charity. Suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, and it is not even puffed up. Verse 5, does not behave itself unseemly. That's talking about rude. Seeketh not her own. Clickish. Is not easily provoked. Touchy. Thinketh no evil. Wow. Rejoices not in iniquity. What do they rejoice in? The truth. See, rejoicing in Christ. Amen. In the, in the things of God. But he said, They beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether they be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, he said, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even all, as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, see that? He said, faith and hope and charity, those are very important, but he said, the greatest of these is charity. That is God. God is love. So we see what, what John is bringing out here, the importance. Uh, what I, I want to go back to where we started from in 1 John chapter 4. He's bringing out the importance of that God is love, and if we don't have love, we don't have God. We even read that. He said, he that loveth not knoweth not God. He said that. Thank you. <clears throat> he 
So we see even with what Paul was saying, what John is saying, what God is saying, it all comes together. It all goes together. It's part of each other. It's, it's oneness. It brings the strength and the power out of it. So the difference is when you come to the store of the world, that that's where there's love without truth. And truth without love. And when you come to God's store, when you come to the, joy, the store where Jesus is at, you get the truth with love. And you get love with truth. That that's makes all the difference. It's kind of like even the difference it is in, in, uh, in when we talk about unity. Thank you. When we talk about unity, uh, you know, that was, that was a big thing in the circles that I was in before I was born again. You know, we must be united. And so the first thing we did, the first thing we did in those circles to be united was to look united, to dress the same, to act the same, to believe the same. But the Word of God is there to correct us, to instruct us, to guide us, not just a couple, everything. The Word of God is perfect. But remember, when you go shopping for truth, when you go shopping for love, where are you going to go? Remember, make sure you go to Jesus Christ. Because if you don't, you're going to get filled up with the wrong kind of love, and the time will come if you keep getting food from that store. If you keep getting your love from the world's love, you're going to become confused. You're going to believe lies. Why? Because the devil is part of that. The devil also loves, you know that? Yeah, he, he wants to make sure, you know, he, he wants to tell you he loves you. You know what I tell him? I told him the other day, I said, I, I just wish you'd have went to hell already. I can't stand you. That's the devil. Yeah, I'd be happy if he'd already be in hell. Done with him. We don't have no time for the devil. God doesn't want us to spend time with him. But remember, if you're going to continue to go to the world's store, you're going to spend time with the devil. I promise you, you will spend time with him. Why? Because that's he, he's there too. He has the counterfeit fulfillment. That's what he has. It's supposed to be a fulfillment. People seem happy. They look happy. They act happy. That's so many times what goes on in the, in the world today. Maybe even the Christian circles, I don't know. But so many people in the marriage, they act like they're happy. Everything looks fine. And all at once there's an explosion. You're like, what happened? Never thought of this. No, they have been getting love from the world star for way too long. And finally it overcooked. And that's sad. You cannot expect to go to the world star to fill up with love and expect to live like God's children. It will not happen. There's a dead-end road to that. You cannot expect that. But when you expect to walk a victorious life, you must come to the store that Jesus Christ is at, the store He has. Get love from there, and you will be filled. When you're filled with God's love, there is truth with love. And love with truth. That's what happens there. Born again believers. What we must do again, brothers and sisters, remember, there's so much around us that is not true. There's so much hypocrisy. There's so much lies. There's so much stealing. There's so much corruption around us. You must stick with the Word of God if you expect to be with God in heaven one day. Obviously, understand God's grace is absolutely a, it, it's a sufficient for us. 
It is. The Bible says that. It's just that don't come to the store that the world has love to offer and expect to fill up with God's love because you're not. You're not going to do it. So, brothers and sisters, what we need, this is what you and I need to do. Because we all have friends, we all have people we know that are not born again. We all probably know people that they'd love to tear us down in the walk with Jesus. Don't allow that. Don't allow it. This is what we need. We need biblical standards how to love. And it's right in here. That's what, that's what John is writing. Biblical standards will not bow down to those that manipulate and try to uh, communicate in a, in a very, in a, in a, we could say maybe they try to communicate in a loving way and we almost fall for it. You've got to be filled with the love of God. Otherwise you get trapped, you get snagged, you get tripped, and you'll fall head first right into the pit. And the devil claps his hands and you're crying out for help. He's not going to help you up. If anything, he'll come right back and jump on top of you, trying to crush you. But when you come to the store where Jesus is to get your love, if you crumble, if you fall, what will he do? He'll come right to you and lift you up. He'll come and help you out of that. Stand up for the truth and not for the culture. Did you hear me? Stand up for the truth and not for the culture. Amen. Give God a hand. He's, God is a great God. Because sometimes we really get into it, don't we? Let's take an example of watching football. Because some of us like to watch football. You know, maybe this man, maybe the dad, he's watching football and they have a great tackle. Ooh, oh, great tackle. And next thing you know, here he comes and, oh, he grabs the children. He tackles them and, pooh, down the floor they go. They say, Daddy, what are you doing that for? They say, oh, we had a good tackle on the team. Oh, okay, they remind Daddy, you know, we're not in the team here. We might be part of the team, but just watching from the couch. But remember, that's people that sometimes get into it. They're really into the football team. They really want that team to win. The children are depending on their daddy. So when he comes and tackles them unexpected and down they go, like, what's going on? And he's thinking he's playing football in his mind. And he grabs the children, tackles them, makes a real good one. He even wins. But remember, you know why? You know why he did that? Because he was in it. Are you in on God's team? Are you that much in on his team? That when God sees you make some moves, he says, oh, yeah, get him. I'm right there with you. When Jonah comes to the door, he's like, yes, bust this thing open. I'm going through it. And God says, I'm coming right in behind. And if there's somebody there, like we say, the boogeyman, God is going to wipe him out. Because he's on your team. See that? But when you're kind of over here getting love from the world store, and God is over here, he's just offering you, he says, oh, I got all the love you need. But you come over here and get it from the devil. It's cheaper there. Cheaper over there. So then when you bust the door open and the boogeyman is in there, guess who's going to be there? He's going to knock you down. Name is the devil. See? He's going to get you because he tricked you. He said, I'll sell you some love, but I'll be in the other end. When you come through, I'll knock you out. Yeah. See, he plays it. 
he plays both sides of the card. Yeah. He loves it when you say, oh, I think I won. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just sit up front a little bit and wait. When you come through, I'll just kick your feet out, and you'll fall down. And when you're down, I'll jump on you. That's the devil. But remember, when you're on God's team, he's on your team. When you're with him, he is with you. So when you hear a good sermon, when you're reading a good, uh, when you're reading from the Word of God, from the good book, when you're reading from the Bible, and, and there's something excites you, remember, God is excited. He's excited. You're excited. He's excited. He's part of the team. He's, he's part of it. You're not alone. Why? Because you came to his store to fill up with love. That is why. You come to his store to fill up. That is what's going on. But that's the problem today. See, that is why. Sometimes people say, well, you, you shouldn't watch football. You shouldn't do this or that maybe because they're not sure if God is in it. Have you figured that out yet? But you know what I say? What I say is important is what the Word of God teaches. Sometimes we all have our, we all have our thoughts and our ideas and our convictions and all that, but what really matters is what the Bible says. That's really what matters, if it lines up with that. The thing that's important, if it's very important, we don't waste our time. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to waste time with just scrolling or whatever it could be. There's so much things in the, you know, that's what the world wants. The world wants us to be occupied with things that really don't mean nothing in the end. They want us to be occupied with things that we call love. They're fine with that. The devil is fine with that as long as it's a counterfeit. He's totally good with that. But where the devil hates is when you and I say, no, I know the difference. This love, what I have and what God gives to me comes from this store. You devil can have your store. You know what? If everybody would continue to go to the store of Jesus Christ to get the love, you know what happens? The devil would dehydrate. The devil would go bankrupt with his store. He'd be done. But somehow he fools so much. He messes around. He tricks the people including us sometimes. Sometimes he wants to, he tricks us. And we thought it looked right. We thought it felt right. We thought it even matched up right. And then later we see, oh, that devil tricked us. We went to the wrong store. Went to the wrong store to fill up. You know, the absence of God's love is what kept the church separated for so long. That's what separates the church, the absence of God's love. Separated and segregated. That's what happens. It's the absence of love of God. But remember, today, many times the love of God is called something it is not. The love of God is called something that it is not. Remember, live the love of God. Stand up for the truth and not for the culture. Have biblical standards so that you know At the end of the day, you know what's going to happen? Love that you get from God. God is love. If your love doesn't come from Him, 
you're going to go to hell with the devil. That sounds bad, but that's what's going to happen. If your love, if your love is coming from God, if He's in on your team, you'll spend eternity with Him. Glory to God. It'll be more than a football way, and I can tell you that. He said, the Bible says, it didn't even come to our minds and our hearts what's prepared for those that love Him. That's for the people that love God. You know, we think about tough love. It makes you think about something that makes you think about tough love is, is the prodigal son. Let's talk just a little bit about the prodigal son. You remember that, uh, that story in the Word of God? So the prodigal son, when he comes back, we know that he ran away and wasted life and all that. Then he comes back. The father sees him, and he runs to meet him. And took him in his arms, he kissed him. He was so glad to see him come home. He was so glad to, to see that this young man had an umkad macht, <laughs> that he repented. So what did he do? Even when he butchered a calf and they had a big party, oh, what happens? The brother, oh, he's not too happy about that. See? So the brother comes, he's like, what's going on here? Oh, he said, when he heard what they're doing, he, he told his father, he said, well, wait a minute, I have done all these things. Have you noticed you can't read what happened from there? Have you noticed the father never once said, well, I'm sorry. You know, we'd be tempted today so, and tell our young, tell the other son, oh, I'm sorry, what can I do to, you know, make sure that we're all good? No, father didn't do that. You know why? Because he knew what he was doing is right. He knew what he's doing is what God's love does. That's what I get out of that. Isn't it? Because does God always explain to you why? He doesn't. But he does what's right. That's what I think happened there with the father and the son. The brother was offended. The brother didn't enjoy it. But you know what? God gave the father strength and courage to not back down. You know, if he would have went to the brother, to his other son and said, you know, I'm sorry and had all this thing, it's, we got to watch ourselves because that can weaken. It's like a weak spot and the devil says, well, oh, he's not 100% sold out to God's love. I'll sneak a little in there. When you're pouring a, a, a wall for a home, well, maybe, maybe you guys didn't do that. In the past, it... Uh, I, there was a time I did quite a few poured walls for homes, like for the basements. And anyway, I remember something was so critical is that when you're pouring that you have the, that, that you have the concrete nice and uh, you don't want it watery, but it got to be thin enough that it runs just nicely down all the way because you got eight-foot walls or nine-foot or whatever they are. And then you go around and you tap. With a rubber mallet, you tap those wooden frames. We used to use wooden frames to frame up. You tap them to make sure everything is settled nice. Because what happens if you don't, and especially when you have windows framed in there, that got to all be filled up nicely. It's kind of like love. If you don't tap the walls to make sure everything is nice, going to be so when you pull off those forms, it's just nice and perfect. Because I remember one of my first jobs I'd done, I didn't want to do them. The guy talked me into doing it. I'd never done poured walls. Anyway, he said, you can do it. So we, I said, well, I'm going to practice on you if that's okay. He said, yeah. But I had a few little boo-boos in it. 
we didn't tap it enough. That tapping is very important or not have the right strength. What is the, what's the name of the thickness of the concrete? Yeah, the slope. So what happens, we didn't have that quite right. So it was a little thick. So under the windows, we had these scars. And I always looked at that weak points. Why? Because now water could possibly come in. That's kind of how it is. When you and I are walking with Christ, remember that. So if we get that love from Jesus, when, when it's God's love, those walls become nice and solid, clear, all nice and smooth. When you take the boards off, well, you have something strong, a nice 8-inch wall. Yeah, going to do good to build two stories on there, no problems. But when you mix the love of the world in there, it's not going to be the same. You'll have weak points, scars, maybe leakage, maybe crackage, or maybe even the future one corner crumbles. You've got to fix it. It may not mean the house is going to completely fall in. See, that's the problem many times. It doesn't mean the house is going to completely collapse. But what it means, you're going to have a lot of problems in your life because you have allowed the love of the world to come in and mix in with the love of God. And then you don't have that solid foundation. You don't have that solid wall. You have weak points in there. Because maybe even you were kind of like, well, my friend said this doesn't matter, you know, or my parents or my brother, my sister, whoever it might be. But remember, they might have been getting their love from the world's place. Just something to keep in mind, brothers and sisters. Just because somebody says that they love God. Remember how he started in today? The first scripture we read today, it said, Beloved. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. And he gives the reason. John even says, he says, because many false prophets are going out into the world. So you think they all died now? No. There's plenty of them around. So be careful with that. That is what he's saying. One more thing. We've got to close. One more thing here. Think about this. When you go through the city, sometimes these big cities, okay, they have an HOV lane, or it is. Anyway, they have this fast lane, and you're in a traffic jam, right? You're sitting here, and you're like, I wonder if it would matter, right? You're kind of tempted to sneak over there, and away you go, because they're just going zoom, 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 zoom. They're going to work. They're doing their thing. No problems at all. But you and I are here with three, four wide, and beep, beep, and, you know, miles down the road, that's all you can see is traffic. You're stuck, right? I want to ask you a question. You know why the HOV lane, you know why those people keep right on and going? You know why they're going just like nothing is going on? They have somebody with them. They have somebody on their side. That's why they can go that lane. What lane are you on? That's what I want to leave with you today. What lane are you on? Are you stuck in the traffic, in your spiritual walk? Are you the one that you're stuck, you're getting impatient, you're like, yeah, everything sucks, life is really nasty. I mean, I've tried everything. I know nothing makes sense. Remember, you might be getting your love from the world's store of love. You might be drawing love from the wrong store, from the wrong place. Today, if you're getting love from God, if the love that is in you, that controls you, that guides you, that keeps you, that directs you, is God's love, you're going to be on the HOV lane, amen? You're going to be in that lane because God is with you. There's no traffic jam for you going to heaven. You'll be going, zoom, down you go. You might be on the motorbike. 
whatever you're on. But I'm telling you, your walk with Jesus when you're in the HOV lane, if you are, if he's with you, you are with him. Remember, he's on your team. When the love of God is what's in charge of your life, he's on your team. If there's a tackle to be made, he'll be there. And guess what? He'll win. The victory already has been won for us, for you and for me. Or are you going a whole different route? Remember that. Remember that today. Have a biblical standard. Believe. Not every spirit. Believe not every spirit because there's false prophets have gone out into the world. But remember when you need love, fill up with the love of God. There's all kinds of love. Don't fill up with the love of the pie. Fill up with the love of God. The love of the pie is kind of like the love of the world to a certain extent. It's something we like, we enjoy. It's not really something we love. It's just the way we say it. The real love. Do you know the love of God is tough love? There's so much more to this love. I'd be so pleased if God would give us another one, if he would give us sermon number two for this love. There's so much to cover. The love of God is, to me, is amazing. Remember, God's love is real. When you need love, God will give it to you. Remember, if you're in the HOV lane where God is on, you will get there because he's with you. He's on your team. He loves you. That's why he sent his son to bring glory to his name, to deliver us, to redeem us from our sins, to set us free. Amen? God bless you.